Nation with the hottest underground hip hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is when you hear my voice on your speakers. You're now tuned into the hottest hip hop and R&B show this side of the net. This is Nonstop Radio. Is a garden. Your soul is my hiding place. Blessed assurance when I see your face. Ladies and gentlemen, you're now tuned in to the Non-Star Radio Show with your host, Emilio Whitebar.
emotions are intensifying to heightened levels, baby, could you just make me underground hip-hop and r&b show on this side of the net that's right ladies and gentlemen make sure you're following us on twitter at nonstop radio 212 and keep it locked right here because coming up in just a bit we'll be joined by our special guest kid daisy is going to be calling in and rocking out with us here on the hottest hip-hop and r&b show this side of the net this is nonstop radio Say you 
on the non-stop radio show send us your submissions in mp3 format at let's network musically 212 at gmail.com this is non-stop radio what's really good atlanta how you living this your boy emilio wegball here inviting you to come join me nightly monday through friday from 10 p.m till midnight as we rock your speakers on the hottest Hip-hop and non-review show this side of the net, folks. It's the non-stop radio show. Atlanta's new late-night radio show on Atlanta's new hip-hop and R&B station, Street Madness Radio. Live broadcast, live call-ins, interviews with dope special guests, shout-outs and giveaways. Plus, you know we got to hit you with some of the hottest music from some of the hottest artists worldwide. So come check us out nightly, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's the non-stop radio show on street madness radio download the live 365 app for your smartphone or your tablet devices and search street madness radio to come check us out i'll see you there ladies and gentlemen until then keep it live this is non-stop radio
Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Be sure to come check out the Non-Stop Radio Show nightly, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Atlanta's Street Madness Radio. Keep it locked.
non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. Ladies and gentlemen, come check me out Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when the Mid-Morning Rush Show on KKSJ, Kawan J Radio. Up next, here's DJ Sir Taj with Big Pockets. Keep it locked. This is William Melio White Bar, and I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for checking out the show here tonight. Here joining us, man, calling in from Bowie, Maryland. Please help me welcome to the show, Kadezi. Kadezi, how are you? How's everything? Hi. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm absolutely well. Thank you for asking, man. So, you know, you're here now to the show, and we do appreciate you, you know, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to call in here and, you know, be a part of the show and everything. So, you know, how about we start by, you know, you telling yourself, you know, the people out there a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Hey, everyone. Um, my name is Kadezi. Um, I am based in Maryland. Um, that is in the DMV. So if there's anybody listening from this area, give you a shout out. Um, um, from uh, origin, I am Cameroonian. 
mm. uh, born and raised in a small village. Um, I left Cameroon when I was 11 years old on my visit to the United States, where I have been here um, for the past 17 years. Um, I am uh, uh, the first daughter of uh, three kids from my parents, and I absolutely enjoy and love my family. Um, but music has just been, you know, something that I um, I'm actually honored to be here on this show today to share um, my passion because it's it's kind of been the thing I've held on for my whole life and being having the opportunity to share with the world and um, it's just been an honor. Um, that's a little bit of who I am. Um, again, thank you so much for having me so far and having me here and just to be able to learn about me. Absolutely. And this is an honor to have you as well. We are definitely delighted to have you as our guest here. So, you know, moving from Cameroon to the United States, I always got to ask, like, how has the transition been for you? You know, it's been 17 years. I know that you just stated that you've been here in the country. But at first, you know, coming here as a young, you know, a preteen coming to the United States from your home country of Cameroon, like, how was the transition for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, it was, it was, I had mixed feelings. Um, earlier when I left Cameroon, of course, I was excited. I was excited to see somewhere new. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited um, to be, you know, to see where I was going. So I was very curious. Um, when I got here, though, I realized that, oh, shit, I don't have <laughs> friends, right? Uh-huh. Um, and so, okay, so I have to figure out, all right, um, new friends, new environment. Um, new school, new tradition, new culture. Um, and a lot of it, like I ha- I remember having a culture shock because there's just a lot of, um, things that I did not know. And so I had to learn. Um, additionally, you know, I, uh, had to go to school and funny, um, yeah, funny. Uh, some people thought that, you know, we live on trees back home in, in Africa and, in, uh, you know, in Cameroon. And mm-hmm. I had to kind of, you know, tell some of my friends, like, hey, <laughs> we don't live in trees. So we actually have homes, just like here in the United States. You know, of course, you know, back home, we do have, you know, uh, some places that are low income. We have places that are high income, just like mm-hmm. here in the United States. And so, um, there's just a few few things that I remember that I some challenges, but uh, other than that, because I was young, I met a lot of like great friends. I have, I mean, I have a really good friend group mm-hmm. that I've known since middle school, and you know they've been with me for life, and they're actually so funny. They're one of my biggest supporters when it comes to my music, um, and both. Africans, Americans, Jamaicans, you know, people from all over the world. And I'm actually very happy that I came to the DMV specifically because it's a very diverse environment. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a lot of Africans. There are a lot of Jamaicans. There are a lot of African-Americans, white and um, Native Americans. And so I really got exposed um, to those different, different uh, cultures at a very young age and um, I think that they have a huge influence on who I am, the kind of music that I produce today, mm-hmm. and, you know, my appreciation towards life and my appreciation towards 
just humanity as a whole. Right. You know, I think, you know, going back to the whole thing about, you know, a lot of American kids thinking at first that, you know, Cameroonians, you know, lived in trees. I think a lot of that is, you know, portrayed to our own ignorance for the fact that, you know, a lot of things that are portrayed about Africa over here is, you know, mostly about, you know, a lot of the older stuff that we used to see where, you know, they still think, you know, tribes running around, you know, naked or wearing like leaves and stuff like that, you know, and they feel to realize that you know they have very big thriving community cities and cultures over there that you know a lot of us we don't get to see because they don't always portray africa the way it should be portrayed right right um i oh i mean currently there's a show on netflix it's called rich and famous mm-hmm. um that was produced 100 percent in africa and mm. um if anybody wants to see you know a lot of like like modern um African countries, I really recommend people to watch that show. Even though it's a reality TV show, it has nothing to do with my music or anything like that. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think behind the scenes, I think the producer really wanted to show people what Africa really is. Now, you know, I do agree with you that there's a lot of um, naiveness about African countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot, even me personally, because I was here for you know, for this long, I've been here for so long, I don't really know much about home. And it's it's funny because I was speaking with my cousins that recently just moved into the country. Mm-hmm. And literally they were telling me like, no, that's not how things are anymore. Things have changed. You know, people have this, people have that. And so just to add on to what you're saying, like, you know, as things are changing here, things are change, changing around the globe. Mm-hmm. And so we cannot have that narrow stereotypical perspective of what Africa or African countries look like, you know, they, they do change and a lot of change is happening. Um, personally, as an artist, one of my biggest um, goals, however, is to help in that both in African countries too, because I do think that there's a lot more work that we need to put in so that we can, so that people can actually go, um, you know, like decide to be excited to move from these Western countries back to Cameroon, even if they're not like Cameroonians, you know, and uh, have like a, a very comfortable life. And I, I do think that there is room for growth as well. I agree. There's always room for growth. And, you know, like, I know, you know, from, you know, a lot of, you know, publications I've seen about, you know, African countries and stuff. I've seen a lot of beautiful places that I would love to one day travel to and get to see, you know, hopefully that'd be something I can do, you know, coming up here soon and all that stuff like that. But, you know, with you having to, you know, move over here and settle down in the DMV, DMV area, I can tell you is definitely one of those, you know, intriguing places because you got so many different cultures like you said so it produces a hotbed of so many different you know good things that a lot of people aren't you know really too hip to if they don't know too much about the dmv especially like go-go music and you know the the different traditions and cultures that come from out of the area so like who was some of your biggest like you know inspirations and stuff you know growing up in that area and at that time that's a good question um Honestly, uh, the Afrobeat uh, population. So I grew up actually not doing African music at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I I sing. I mean, I sing gospel mm-hmm. for the most part, um, and I listen to a lot of country music. I listen to go go. 
Um, I listen to a lot of rap, um, but something about the DMV, like you mentioned, it's very like eclectic in terms of like, there's so much going on. Mm -hmm. And even without you really knowing it, but you're being affected by it, for example, um, I went to an all Indian church, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, because of that, like I learned a lot of, uh, a, l- a lot from the, the Indian culture. You know, um, I on the summers, I'll spend time with a predominantly white community, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, on the weekends, you know, I'm out turning up. <laughs> 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 when, you know, when, with some of my black folks, you know. Um, those influences kind of like, they, they affect, we affect each other, even sometimes, even subconsciously, we don't even know that. Mm-hmm. For example, I may do uh, just casually speaking like a an African slang, right? Like Noahala. And I would go to maybe to hang out with my friends and all of a sudden I'm saying Noahala, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then my friends start saying, saying Noahala and she even doesn't know what that means. And then it just goes around. And so I think that um, the culture did affect me, but most of it was subconsciously. Um, the diversity I mean was subconsciously, um, I didn't really notice it, but now that I'm singing a lot, like Afrobeat, it, even though it's not as easy as I, you would think, um, mm-hmm. but I can see a lot of the things that like my exposure influencing my music. Mm. Now the Afrobeat sound, that's something my ears is starting to, you know, perk up to a lot because I'm hearing it mentioned often, you know, through a lot of new artists that I get to meet and connect with. And also from what a lot of music out there that I'm hearing right now. And I'm going, I'm going to be completely honest. Like the Afrobeat sound, I love it because it kind of reminds me of, you know, neo soul. And then it also gives you that, you know, cultural vibe within it as well. So that Afrobeat, you know, vibe is really something real dope so like with that being said like how has you know the scene you know been growing and like how have you felt about being involved with the scene of afrobeat mm-hmm. um that's actually a very very good question so like i said growing up i did not listen to african music right mm-hmm. um and matter of fact full disclosure i am a couple of people that I'm not going to call their names were actually embarrassed to play African music in school. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really appreciate it much, you know. And I grew up listening to Neo, Rihanna, Beyonce, which I, I adore them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the Afrobeat in itself was just not something like, I would never wake up and play flavor in front of my friends. Or um, I would, I mean, I would enjoy it at home, but out there it was just like oh people didn't really really vibe to it you know but uh, as time went on um i got more in touch with my roots um but additionally there's some key african artists that i think that really put uh afrobeat on the map like Wizkid, mm-hmm. davido um burna boy and especially with kids um, and Tiwa Savage, and they really put a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And again, like, again, this is from my perspective. If anybody's listening and they're like, hell no, Afrobeat has been a thing the whole time. I, you know, this is my experience. Um, <laughs> but yeah, those, these artists really, really, I think from my perspective, really put Afrobeat on the map. Mm-hmm. And now what's happening is that a lot of, you know, people now are being, are proud to, because, 
I mean, I go to the mall and I hear Afrobeat, you know, mm-hmm. um, that was never the case. Um, and so seeing all of this, it honestly opened my eyes in, in terms of, it motivated me to actually want to do Afrobeat. You know, I'm, I want to be part of the pioneers to this movement. And um, regardless, Afrobeat will dominate. Afrobeat will get heard. You know, mm-hmm. it's getting heard and it's going far. And I think that um, really it's time. It's time for a lot of uh, for African music to hit. Uh, it's time for Africa to be known for something good. And mm-hmm. I think that um, this is one of the ways that um, Africa in a global platform is getting recognized in, in, you know, one of its good, its great things, its great contribution to the earth. I totally agree with that way. And I tell people all the time, like I've heard some of the best artists come from out of Africa. You know, I mentioned certain artists such as a clumsy, uh, Another from yep. out of Johannesburg, South African, and another one that goes by the name of Righteous, who's actually one of my favorite, you know, South African artists. And then you also from out of Nigeria, you have Jamal Banks, and then you have a couple of other guys that I've mm-hmm. had that actually came across this platform as well. You know, one of them mm-hmm. being, you know, Mac the Six and everything. And, you know, you got a lot of dope artists that's coming from out of Africa. And I do agree that a lot of them do need a whole lot more recognition. And I'm, I'm happy to be, you yep. know, one of those platforms that is open to a lot of international artists because like I said we get exposure to a lot of real dope music when we get a chance to hear you know some of these international artists and Africa is one of those places that I think the world needs to really take focus on yeah I, I I'm so happy that you have your you know this platform that you know opens ways for a lot of musicians and you know uh especially you know like african artists it's not easy mm-hmm. um i can say it from my experience <laughs> um you know i mean i did not there's i don't have a single artist in my in my family in my upbringing right mm-hmm. and um and a lot of you know even african artists they do have like maybe they have artists and um in their family but they don't have the connection so what I'm where I'm trying to go is that it's not that African music has not existed; it's existed, but um, you know, there there have been I believe that there there have been limitations in terms of globalization of that music, mm-hmm. and I do believe that in the next few years we're going to see an even greater shift in world music, mm-hmm. and I think you know it's going to gravitate towards um, African sound and like. Not only that, like if you look in terms of just the black the black man and the the black community, music has always been our thing. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, where are we coming from? We came from Africa, mm-hmm. and so it means that music is really ingrained ingrained in us, you know. And um, I'm not saying that it's not ingrained in other cultures, but I'm just saying that music has always been part of Africa. It's always been part of. Uh, you know, the black community, the black culture. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm super excited to see what the future has. And I also think that um, music is bringing black people together. Oh, yeah. Especially Afrobeat. And um, why do I say that? Because I, me and my friends, we went to um, a bar. It was it was owned, um, I think it's, a, it's an African-American bar. Um, and... Uh, I know they, they they kind of do like some Jamaican, you know, vibe and stuff. And they were literally for about 
two hours playing Afrobeat. Mm. And everybody just got up dancing to this kid. And um, Yeah, Yeah by Burner Boy. And I just got this big smile because I could see everybody, you know, just having a very good time. Mm-hmm. And I just, I think that, you know, again, this is from my perspective, but Afrobeat will bring a lot of black communities together. Absolutely. And also uh, non-black communities, but, you know, as these communities that have been separated for a very long time, I think that they're going to, you know, eventually it's, it's literally bringing us back together. And that's what we need right now, you know, especially in the black community. Like, we really need to, you know, come together, especially with everything that's happening in these crazy times. And not to really get into yeah. it, because, you know, I know it's been a lot of madness that's been happening here a lot lately. And it's a whole lot to digest. Yeah. And we could spend a whole entire two hours talking about that. But when it boils down to it, we really do need, you know, a sense of community once again within the black community. Something that has been lost for a very long time. Fact. Mm-hmm. I part of my passion, um, um, just what I'm really passionate about is politics, and not in in the sense of the political um, mm-hmm. aspect, but in terms of the community aspect. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't know if I can say this on your podcast, but I'll oh, try. You can say I'm anything you want one. to. <laughs> we are not <laughs> censored. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, Cameroon has been going through a war. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been um, a huge divide going on between the English and the French people. Mm. And this is something very normal in the African community. Like, there's, I mean, for as long as I, I know, there's always war back home. Mm-hmm. And I know that one of it is also one of these, you know, one of the issues of these wars is because, we're not together. We don't think as a unit. Mm. We do not have the same cultures. I mean, in Cameroon, you have over 200 different languages and 200 different cultures, you know, same as Nigeria and other countries in Africa. Mm-hmm. Because of this, there's that miscommunication. There's no trust within the African community. And worse is there's a lot of displacement also in terms of a lot of people because of war are moving out to other countries like the United States, European countries. And from that, there's a disparity between Africans in Africa, Africans here. Mm. And then additionally, we have our African-American community that have been here for such a long time, you know. And so there's the Black community, the Black cultures itself, we're so separated. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest issues that we have today in terms of, I mean, economic you know, issues, political issues, um, self-esteem issues, trust issues, all of that. I think a huge contribution is the fact that we don't have a community that love, we don't love each other from the inside. I totally and agree. I think, yeah, I think that it, we need to get to that place where we actually love each other because when you love each other, you can grow with each other. But if you hate each other, you you will probably like break down by yourself because you cannot grow, you cannot learn from each other. Mm-hmm. And I think it was also designed that way, but I'm not going to go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. just that, you know, we need to, you know, 
find a common ground. We may not like each other, you know, certain things, but we also got to love ourselves and try to build ourselves and try to encourage each other, um, you know, for both our differences and our similarities. I agree with that one, you know, and especially like, you know, when it comes to Native Africans and, you know, African-Americans here in this country and everything, it's always been a bit of a disparity because, you know, a lot of them feel like, you know, Americans are, you know, a little on the spoiled, lazy side or the entitled side where, you know, some of them, they come here knowing that, you know, they went through a different struggle and a different upbringing. So they come here and it's a bit of a disparity amongst us. But I feel as though, like, you know, we need to to get past those disparities and come together, like you said, you know, and, and that was something I said earlier on my show as well, that, you know, we need more love in our communities, you know, when it comes down to, especially in our black community, we need to get back to having a more loving and embracing, you know, demeanor towards one another instead of always feeling like, you know, this person could be potentially my enemy or I can't trust this person for whatever reason, you know? That, that's facts. That's all over, all over the world, uh, black people do need a more united front. Um, we do, um, and and this has to start from the internal, mm-hmm. um, from internal out. You know, you cannot. Uh, what do they say? You cannot. Um, you cannot build a house without building a foundation, right? That is true. Or you know, it's, you got to work from from the inside out and. Once we start doing that, and especially in Africa, because I know, um, you know, that Africans themselves, whether we like it or not, we don't love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, from just even, you know, the color of our skin, you know, in Africa, most women would bleach their skin so that they can be appreciated or part their hair Mm -hmm. so that they can look prettier again like i said my perspective and if anybody disagrees with me i absolutely appreciate i respect that but uh, this has been going on for a long time Mm -hmm. so if you cannot love just the basic color of your skin or the texture of your hair or maybe the size of your curvy shape and you want to be quote-unquote mannequin like you know those traits, you can't really love another person. You gotta, you know, and so those are a few things I'm passionate about. Obviously, you can tell. No problem yeah. about that one. So, you know, like just thinking about that, you know, having, you know, self love for you makes me want to ask, you know, this next question about, you know, your soon to be released EP titled Skin. Now, you know, it kind of like makes me think and, you know, wonder like if there's a connection there. So like Skin, let's talk about that one. Like what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah. So, um, I, I I'm not sure if they're tied together, but now that you're saying it, I actually think they could be. Mm-hmm. Um, skin was inspired by my mother and my grandmother. Uh, my mother is a single mother. Um, my dad passed away when we were about uh, seven years old. Mm-hmm. And later on, two years after that, my grandfather passed away. Sorry to hear um, but No problem. Um, but through my growth, I realized that I became who I am because these two people were really, really tough people. Mm. I mean, like they're, um, they did, they went above and beyond for me and my family. 
And, you know, my grand my grandmother had eight kids and she did what she had to do to take care of her kids. And the same as my mom. I mean, my mom had three jobs when we came here, mm. literally trying to make ends meet, you know, um, while after that, she had two jobs while going through her nursing program. Um, and all of that, just, you know, I was sitting in my basement at one time. And I heard them laughing upstairs. I mean, just laughing, you know. And I, for some reason, I just started laughing really out loud. And <laughs> and then I had this epiphany, right? Like, wow, these people really have tough skin. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot believe they're, they're really just chilling and having a good time. Thinking back to 17 years when we just came and how much work my mom put in and invested. And so I started to say, wow, black women, actually have tough skin like mm-hmm. the women around my community are tough and you know not i don't know if it's a good thing or it's a bad thing but i i think it's a very very good thing that black women need to know that they're appreciated and they can handle a lot of they can handle a lot you know and they can you know it's it's in the event that you go through life and, you know, not only black women, but just in general, but my focus is black women mm-hmm. that you go through life and life hits you on a blind side, which it will always do, you know, just know that you're tough. And so on, in a song, I didn't do a lot of words. I just kept repeating, uh, you know, never play with a black, um, a black skin. Um, you know, she will show you her tough skin. It just, Going back and forth, it's like me telling life, like, yo, like, if you play with a, uh, a dark-skinned uh, person, dark-skinned women, trust me, she's going to be tough back at you. She's going to give you a hard time. That's kind of like what was going on in my mind. <laughs> I got that one. No doubt about that one. That's a good concept when you think about it and everything, you know, cause you know, I can say for, you know, a fact, you know, having grown up in a single parent household and everything that black women are some of the toughest women I know, you know, not singling out or, you know, trying to discredit anybody else, but I've seen, you know, a lot of the toughness in a lot of our women and everything. And, you know, we, as you know, men, we do need to be better when it comes to, you know, acknowledging, and appreciating our own women, you know? I agree. I agree. And I think that um, black men know that their black women are powerful, but I don't see a lot of black men appreciating their black women enough. Um, Maybe it's just because also I came from a a single-parent family home and I really don't have insight of Mm -hmm. what's going on on the outside. But, you know, you're a black man and you don't appreciate the black women in your life. I highly recommend that you do because, um, black women do, we do go through a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, also, you know, even we black women, we may not even appreciate other black women that much, mm-hmm. but you know, we are trying, we are trying. And, um, and I think that the more we appreciate each other, the more we love each other, the more we can grow as a community, the more we can, um, we can learn from each other as well. You know what I mean? And we can continue to grow and improve and, and just be better people in terms of, you know, loving ourselves and loving a community and stuff like that. Now, let me ask you, easy love you're single. Was that inspired by the same, you know, thought process or, is it something that you, you know, 
put out there in terms of, you know, the, the love between black men and black women? Mm-hmm. Honestly, I can lie and say I put it together that way because now <laughs> it's making so much sense. Um, but no, um, Easy Love for me uh, came up when, well, I had the beat, I had the idea, but I wanted to write a song about just an easy, uncomplicated love. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just love, you know, because I felt also that um, in our community, love is just is getting more and more complicated. Mm-hmm. And people, there's just so many boundaries and parameters and everything you ever think about, and we are forgetting love. And so when I wrote the song, I just felt like I just want to talk about a love that's just easy. And when I um, was thinking about the concept of the video, which is on YouTube, everyone, um, I wanted a simple, just fun video. And the reason I wanted it simple and fun was to show that love is fun as well. And um, and the cast, you know, I mean, there were dark-skinned women, dark-skinned men, um, you know, uh, Africans playing soccer, um, you know, just a really simple. And I shot the music video in an African-owned uh, uh, restaurant, mm-hmm. um, Swahili Village, if you ever come to the DMV, uh, I highly recommend you check out. If you want good food, go to Swahili Village, uh, get African food. Uh, I think it's uh, Kenyan food. Mm-hmm. Um, but I chose all of those environments just to kind of, again, back to my concept of us loving ourselves, us supporting each other, and showing, you know, love in terms of from a Black perspective and say, yeah, we do love ourselves. We can fall in love. Um, yes, let's fall in love. Let's love each other from, from the core. And just easy, it's easy. And then, you know, the easy love is just kind of like, yeah, that's love. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had a chance to check out the video earlier today. And I'm like, it's a well put together video. And I like the, the concept of it and the simplicity in it. And then at the end of it, you know, with the soccer thing, I thought you was going to show some soccer skills. I almost got excited there for a second because I do like to watch soccer games <laughs> and stuff like that, too. But I, I definitely <laughs> like the video. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. I had a you know, I, I hey, let me give a shout out to Achiri, um, King Achiri. Uh, he is the videographer behind that video. Mm-hmm. He did a really, really good job. Um, he uh, he has um, a company. Um, his logo is "We Take Another Shot." Um, mm-hmm. Came from Cameroon not long ago, but he's very well known in Cameroon. His brand is very well known. Nice. Um, couldn't have done done it without him, and um, I think that. Uh, I really, really appreciate it, and the concept behind that video, I wouldn't have done it without him, so, yeah. Yeah, homie did his thing on that video, because, like I said, like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> watching that video, just the way it's put together, just the overall production and everything, and then just, you know, just the quality of it was pretty dope, you know, so I recommend anybody out there that's watching right now to go check out that video, Easy Love, the single right now on YouTube. It is definitely a dope video. It's a vibe. I got to say that much, for real. Thank you. Thank you so much. No doubt. So before we get ready to get up out of here and everything, you know, for the people out there that's listening right now, 2022, the rest of this year, what can we expect from you? Wow. That's a good question. And I think everybody's asking me that. Um, I'm 
currently I'm an unsigned artist. Um, and um, I, the reason I'm saying this is that I, I'm taking a little bit of time to design more music. Mm-hmm. Um, no pressure. And I do this intentionally because I want to produce good music out right. there. Um, I want people to enjoy my music. I want to see um, and experience, you know, my supporters and give them good music. And so what I will continue to do is produce good music. As far as the pace, as far as how quick I will release, release, I am taking my time to do that because I do believe in quality of my work. Mm. Um, I want to do, I'm hoping um, to do more shows. Uh, Currently, I don't have any shows planned, um, but I am working towards getting on stage very soon. So if you follow me on my Instagram, um, Kadezi Music, um, I will keep you posted. Um, Please do. Um, And uh, I'm also looking to, you know, do more collaborations. I would love to do some collaborations with some great African artists as well as American um, artists. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I'm definitely, that's something that I'm, I'm hoping to, to get in the work, but yeah, I'm, I'm working and, um, follow me on Instagram and I will definitely keep you guys posted on what is next. Absolutely. Can I just say one thing? Thank you so much. Cause <laughs> when it boils down to it, man, I don't, you know, discriminate or, you know, I try not to discriminate when you have a lot of artists out there that like to just constantly put out music, constantly put out music. To me, it kind of like, you know, it brings down the value of their music. So I do appreciate those artists like yourself that like to take their time and produce quality over quantity. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of a lot of pressure. I mean, you know, I also think it's a high, like, you know, we want to do more, we want to do more. And I was kind of there last year, but then I, I realized that, hey, I want to slow down. I want to give the listener something good to listen to. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, and I... I keep an eye on all of my comments on my on YouTube. Um, I actually sometimes I even respond back. Um, you know, I try to respond to everybody because I your feedback means so much to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives me, you know, that's why it takes so much time because I look at the comments um, both on Instagram, YouTube, um, to kind of know what my weaknesses are and to be better and. I can only be better. I can only do, be better for my listeners if I um, I see what they're saying, hear what they're saying, take my time, and you know construct based on what they're saying. Absolutely. Well, Kadezi, we truly once again do appreciate you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to you know call in and be a part of this show. We could sit here and talk you know for hours. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope that you will look forward to you know coming back up here again and sharing more of your experience with us and sharing more of your music with our platform. I sure will. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. I had a lot of fun. I'm glad you did. And I absolutely had a lot of fun as well. And for everybody else, we about to have fun with this next record because up next, here comes the platform premiere of Easy Love, the brand new single that's out right now by our guest, Kadezi. So keep it locked right here. We'll be back with much more right after this. You're rocking with the hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Non-Stop Radio. 
The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. And that is our show for this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We want to say thank you to each and every one of you for tuning in to the Nonstop Radio Show. We'll see you tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Mid-Morning Rush Show on KKSJ, J Radio. It's your boy Emilio Wackball. Y'all all be safe, you heard? Want to be heard on the Nonstop Radio Show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format. At Let's Network Musically 212 at gmail.com. This is Nonstop Radio.